Hi, and welcome to episode 49 of the Heartland Knits podcast. My name is Vicki, but you can find me as Heartland Knits on Ravelry Plurk and Instagram. And today is Sunday, October 20th, 2013. I am calling this the non-Rhinebeck episode. Um, I was expecting to go when I last recorded. I was talking about still going, but kind of, that just, it didn't happen. Um, the last minute things changed and, and that's okay that it didn't happen. You know, there have been worse things to happen than me not getting to go to Rhinebeck. So, um, I thought I would record an episode and hopefully get it up still tonight before, um, kind of everybody's, um, kind of Rhinebeck recaps started going up. Cause I know I'm really looking forward to, to seeing, um, those those shows and it's been fun seeing the pictures on Instagram that you know everybody was taking. So anyway, um, I have been knitting. It's it's not there hasn't been a lot of days. Not a whole week has gone by. I recorded the last time on Wednesday and this is Sunday. So, um, but before I get into that, I wanted to do a couple of thank yous. One um, to um, Tina from the Knitting Blooms podcast, and also from Amanda, who's Mandy Cat um, from the We Are Yarn podcast. For I kind of forgot to thank them on Wednesday for helping me um, kind of navigate through getting the the um, podcast switched over from Blip onto the WordPress blog and getting it, um, you know, back up onto iTunes, getting it re. Um, instead of having to like resubmit the whole thing, Tina helped so much in, you know, telling me, you know, like, make sure you tell them this, because um, if you resubmit the podcast to iTunes, then you lose kind of all the reviews and the star ratings that you I've built up over a year. So um, I got them to kind of manually switch it for me. So, you know, but she kind of led me through the process because she had done this during the summer and kind of led the way and, and um, you know, advised me. And, and Amanda, kind of her um, We Are Yarn, her podcast got canceled also. So she kind of took a different route, but kind of was going through, um, you know, um, she, she didn't use WordPress. She's on a different thing, but she still had to get resubmitted to iTunes and was working at it from a different angle. And, you know, we, um, but, you know, both of those um, ladies helped so much. So thank you. So on to what I have been knitting since Wednesday. Um, I have a couple new things, um, or at least one new thing, but I, I'm going to start out with an old thing, something that kind of got laid aside when I started knitting on uh, Brecken, um, the sweater. And that is my Herna. I'll show you the pattern. Um, my Herna Hergeber um, shawl. And this is from the three-cornered and long shawl book. Um, and this is the kind of re-knit of the shawl I knit at the beginning of last summer that I lost at the end of the summer. And um, so I I think when I quit, I was kind of right where this color shift was happening, right in here. And so I knit this, um, you know, down so that this like kind of first stitch pattern is done and we're going into the second one. And it's really 
it, um, interesting how the color shift is so different than the first time around. Um, for this, I'm using the Freya hand paint yarn, and this is what is left. Um, so it's going to go from the, this teal into the um, blue. Here's the, here's the band, the yarn band. Um, the first shawl, this lighter green, went all the way up to kind of right before the um, pattern shifted, like right up in here. And then the darker green and the teal worked in the next kind of um, section. They're these little kind of like diamond, um, like a diamond pattern there. And then the last um, color, the, the um, turquoise, um, kind of did the edging. And then it went, it just kind of, almost the cast off was the lightest um, kind of um, aqua. So this one shifted, the light green shifted very early. And I'm doing the same number of repeats as I did on that first one. So the, there's much less of this lighter green. And um, I'm, I'm not, I loved this lighter green. I loved where that shifted. And, and I'm wondering, you know, it's a hand-painted yarn. But I'm also wondering is the first one um, I got... I rewound this skein so that the green was on the outside. It came, when it came, the blue was on the outside and I rewound it because I wanted to use the green. I knew I wanted to use the green first and I didn't want it collapsing into itself. And I'm wondering, when I bought my my first original skein, it was a year ago at Stitches, Stitches 2012, Stitches Midwest 2012. And the dyer of the yarn had a booth there and she had some, you know, all the different colors that she that she dyes, but she had some, you know, with one color in the middle and then that same colorway, but the other color was in the middle. So that they were opposites. And I I remember asking her if there was a difference, you know, if you bought one where you know the blue was on the outside or if the green was on the outside, and she didn't really kind of give me an answer they were you know the booth was busy and stuff so I didn't because I had asked her because I wondered if it you know depended if you you know one you got more of a certain color um that you know the color on the outside you ended up with more of than um so I'm not sure if that's the case or if um just a different batch was dyed that much differently that you know if you had so much less of the light green or if that was how much you usually got for that little middle section I don't know but um, uh, and my the yarn angel the prize yarn angel um, sent a, a skein of this and it was also one that was dyed um, or was wound so that the green was in the middle and it looks you know, the same as this one had looked too. So I don't, you know, know. It could just be a different batch or it could just be what's on the outside has, you know, um, more yardage. I don't know. Anyway, that's how far I've gotten. I, you know, did a fair amount on that. So I would like to get that done. So, I, you know, it's a re-knit. Then I worked on um, this shawl 
um, a little bit. I'm not going to show it to you really close up. There's not that much to see. But this is um, a shawl I'm doing with um, this. It's the, there, that's good. Um, it's Madeline Tosh Merino Light in the Fathom color. And I'm going to do a little um, shawl out of that. And so I worked on that a little bit. And then the other kind of, this was the new project that I picked up. Kind of new, kind of old. Um, and because I showed it to you when I, I was um, like weaving it on this triangle loom. And this is, it's Karen Simply Soft. And it's kind of a light rose and a cream. And I did like two little pieces and it just was not nice to work with especially woven it's I you know I hate being like a fiber like a yarn snob kind of but I am so anyway but I needed to get like something to, you know use this yarn some way you know do some project out of it for and this was I was doing that it's for the prayer shawl group at my church and so I wanted to use it some way so that I could, you know, give this off to them. So I, um, this is hot on something. Um, so I'm doing just this kind of big, um, it's use, using, you know, kind of your basic dishcloth sort of, um, you know, starting down here in the corner and then alternating garter stripes. And they're these great big, garter stripes. It's double stranded. It's a worsted weight um, acrylic yarn and it's double stranding it. And I actually kind of like how it feels very squishy um, in this big garter um, stripes. And I'm using, <laughs> this is why it's not fun to knit too. I'm using size 13 needles. They're like, they're as big as my finger, my little finger. Um, and they're, these are just, they're kind of very old vintage needles. I'm not sure where I ended up getting these from, but they're the kind with the kind of plastic cord all made in one piece. And I'm, I weighed my, the, what was left from the yarn um, when I started and I just kind of turned the corner and am starting to do um, decreases instead of increasing. So I've halfway, um, so I so I did all of this. It's it's you know it'll get done. So I that was the other thing that I worked on. So that was pretty much knitting since Wednesday I think. I don't have anything newly off the needles, but I did bring my my Rhinebeck sweater Brucken over, which I did end up wearing um, every day this weekend anyway. Even if I was here, it was still my Rhinebeck sweater. But I wanted to show you um, something on the button band um, that I did. And I'm not sure where I learned this. It was probably an article somewhere. or I'm not sure. When I learned to kind of knit sweaters and finish sweaters, I 
kind of tried something like a little bit different or, you know, something didn't satisfy me, I would try to figure out, you know, how to, a better way to do it. I never kind of took a finishing class or, or anything. Um, I made a lot of kind of little small size sweaters when my niece and nephew were little and that helped. I could, you know, try something new every time and, and, you know, little toddler sweaters don't take very long to knit because they're so small. But um, somewhere along the line, I learned this, and it's it's a, a place where I often see, you know, um, that, it, it, you know, a, a, just a little kind of like finer point in finishing is when you're doing kind of a button band with a like a ribbing, you know, picked up and then done doing ribbing. A lot of times you'll see it. Um, and it will kind of pull up, especially down here at the bottom. If I like hold this like straight, you can see there. Um, it's, you know, like nice straight across, you know, from there to, you know, it's straight across um, with what you've cast on. It's just like a little finer point where it, it just looks a little more finished and more polished. And somewhere, I, I know a lot of, you know, places, um, you know, talk about the kind of the ratio of, you know, rows to, um, you know, pick up. And, you know, when it's um, kind of a stockinette, I always do three to four, um, three rows. Um, I pick up three stitches to every four rows. Um, that can change according to your, your row gauge. I mean, because some people have a more compressed row gauge than other people. But I just, I know that for me, um, if it's in a stockinette you know, background fabric, that's what I do. And somewhere I learned, I'm not sure where, that when it come, when you get down to the ribbing, instead of doing the, the um, three to four ratio, do two to three. And it always turns out um, nicely for me. So, and, and, you know, it, it will depend if you're doing some, it's got an inch of ribbing, it's not gonna really like show that much. This sweater had a four inch ribbing on the bottom. So that could make a, you know, that's a number of stitches. So um, it just makes it, so it's not gonna pull up. You know, yes, you still, you know, I, I also at the bottom of my um, ribbing, I always like to do, make it end up so that it is, a knit two and then the first stitch of that knit two um, of the first stitch of the row I slip that stitch so that it's just kind of got it almost mirrors the um, the kind of outline stitch of the cast on um, and I so I found that I really um, you know, like that. I'll show this close up to you. So, and because I never, I know I talked about the buttonholes. I did. This is my um, buttonhole that I worked instead of just the pattern called for just an eyelet um, buttonhole, like a yarn over knit two together, which is fine on on some things. You know, like something like this. I think it would have been fine because it's got nice little buttons. Um, you know, or little baby things, or little you know. That's fine, but this has got a um, the two. It's like Elizabeth's one row buttonhole, but it's done in you know where you turn the work. It just I um, it's found this in um, 
Joyce Williams' Latvian Dreams book. This was one of the buttonholes in her, and it comes from, she. I think it says in there she learned it from Sally Wall, who was another knitting camper. But um, So anyway, I just wanted to show you a little bit on that. Oh, and the other thing I thought of that I didn't talk about at all is, you know, I seamed this sweater. Um, it was supposed to be done in the round, and, but I decided I wanted to seam it. And the loft yarn is a very, um, you know, kind of a, it's a woolen spun yarn, so it's a weaker yarn. And, but I wanted to use it for the seaming. And so what I ended up doing, because as a spinner, you know, if you add more twist, it makes a stronger yarn. So what I ended up doing was, you know, threading a, um, a length of the loft and just having the needle and just kind of twisting the needle a little bit to build up a little more twist. I didn't, you know, twist it a lot so it would get kinky or anything, but just do it a little bit, do a couple, you know, I was doing mattress stitch, so, you know, one side and then the other side and, you know, do a couple stitches, give it a couple more, a little twist just in my fingertips and do a little bit more. So little by little, it, you know, made that, um, strand of yarn that I was using just a little like stronger and so that if I you know pulled on it you know pulled it through the the uh, fabric it wasn't going to drift apart and break just a little um you know so anyway two little tips on finishing so for my imagining, I've started thinking about what I want to knit for my next sweater. I'm kind of thinking, there, there's a lot in my queue, but I'm kind of thinking of like one that I can use instead of a winter jacket or kind of a big, heavy kind of a, a cardigan. And I, I because I, I, um, I sort of have this inner rule that, I don't like to wear a winter coat until I absolutely have to. And that usually is until after Christmas or after it snows and it's below zero. So if it snows before Christmas and it's, you know, kind of like 20 degrees or warmer, I have to stay in the sweaters. You know, big errands or my, some of my Icelandic ones or something like that. Um, it occasionally we'll get in, you know, if it snows early December, we'll get kind of, you know, it can get way down to like below zero. Um, and then I will, because I don't want to have frostbite, <laughs> but I, so I try to try to get, um, you know, hold off wearing those until I absolutely have to. So I think I would like to try to get one, a new one done kind of and be, so this is, I, I, oftentimes start one at this time of the year and like race myself and like try to get it done and still be able to wear it before I get into my winter coat. So the one I'm thinking about working on is the hand-to-hand -hand cardigan by Elizabeth Zimmerman. It is in her Knit One Knit All book, which I cannot find. I have a copy of the book. I cannot find it. But it is in, it's also in, um, I do have a copy in her um, this Spun Out, which um, 
these were the in the wool gatherings that come out a couple times a year when they would be um, sold out they would take the patterns that were in them and and just make a little like copy of it and they sell these for a dollar and you can still get these at schoolhouse press for a dollar and you can get the whole this is like all of them that um, I think there's like 30 or so of them now when they the wool gathering pattern or wool gatherings are um, you know sold out they kind of cycle those patterns into their kind of new um, you know patterns and maybe they expand them a little bit more um, but so what this is it's the hand-to-hand -hand cardigan and I um, the one in the knit one knit all book is the art the garter version and it has like a cable um, detail that go you start at the, the cuff and you, it works all the way across and then the cable runs all the way down and to the other hand so that's how you the construction of the sweater starts it's from hand to hand and then you pick up stitches along the yoke and work it down and I tried on the garter version and I loved it um, but there is also you can do it so that you do more of an earring you know adding more um, cables you know to it and then the um, like this one has it as a pullover and then you knit you pick up the stitches and you knit it and stocking it down and I'm thinking that um, I just thought of something I was gonna like pull out and, and show you but um, I'll go and get that later um, that even if I do the more Aaron you know version I put something in but I I I really liked that the, the um, the garter version too and there's something about um, the kind of Elizabeth Zimmerman and garter and, and such so yarns I'm thinking about that's what I thought of I'm gonna just like reach over here using is this yarn which is some hand spun it's in this great big basket and I spun this like maybe seven years ago around that time and the fiber is wool. It's 100% Coopworth. And it's sort of an, um, like a worsted Aran kind of weight. Um, the co color is called uh, Secret Garden. And this was Coopworth robing from Hidden Valley Woolen Mill. I started the, uh, using this in the Round the Bend sweater, which is all garter. And then... I had done a little, I did a little swatch of something with cables and it just, it screamed to be cable. So I ended up pulling this out and doing the round bend in a different yarn. So I was thinking about this would, might be really pretty if I do kind of the ear inversion and then maybe like pull some, do a little bit. I don't know that I would have enough yardage to do the whole thing in Erin. I'm not even sure I have enough yardage to do the whole thing in the garter. So that is my one thought. And, and then the other one is uh, Schoolhouse Press um, is the distributor for the Unspun Icelandic, which I love. Um, it is comes in kind of big wheels. I, I think I've shown it before, but I, it's really like nice to work with. It's like a really lightweight yarn. Um, it's Icelandic, so... But it's light and it's warm, and I have 
my round the bend is knit in that and I have a big stranded kind of coat that is knit in that and they're both super lightweight and really warm so but they got a whole bunch of new colors and they look so pretty so I was thinking I could use one of those and I also did see um, a yarn at Stitches Midwest it was a Bartlett Yarns at, they weren't there but another a shop was there I don't even know the name of the shop and they had a it was a really pretty color but they didn't have enough. They had a, like a split dye lots, so they didn't have enough of a dye lot for um, a, a whole sweater. And I, you know, I contacted them later, and they, you know, said there was a long. I know that there's usually a long um, wait, like if you're going to order um, from the mill. So I'm going to check in on that again because I loved that color, and I could absolutely see that in um, this sweater. So those are kind of my three options. So maybe either that or we'll see. But I am um, thinking that that would be, you know, kind of fun to, to knit and, you know, choose some cables or just do it in the garter or, or something. Um, the other thing I wanted to, um, you know, start soon is I, I want to do hats for both the Sock Bunny and the Sassy Pants Knitter um, podcast who are collecting hats. So I want to do um, a hat for each of them. And then in show and tell, I did want to tell you something. It made me think of um, Schoolhouse Press. They are having an auction. Um, they're going to be three auctions, but the first one starts this week. And these are for... Um, garments and a, a couple accessories um, from Barbara Walker. Um, Barbara Walker did, you know, kind of in her knitting, she wrote Knitting from the Top, which kind of was a book of, the only book of its kind for a long time. Um, and then she did all the, like the stitch dictionaries. And she contacted Meg and, you know, said, would you, you know, like to auction off you know, all her, her knitted things. And so they have put together some lookbooks and you can look at these on their site, the Schoolhouse Press site, but, um, you, you know, you can see this, the first one, um, opens on October 24th, but you can go through and they have, um, photographed all of these and their garments you know from you know back in the day but they did a, a very nice job like photographing here's this beautiful Erin but you can see it kind of from the shoulder most of these it says most of these are done using you know top-down um, construction and I think it's you know nice how that you know they you know, you can see, you know, looking straight on that sweater, you can't really see the detail. And they show it from the shoulder down, um, which is just a like a, a simple sweater. This one I thought was, um, you know, pretty that they she did. It was from the top down, but then she worked a lace pattern kind of on the on the raglans. <laughs> I can't. I'm looking at myself raglans there. So anyway, you can go to the Schoolhouse Press site and, and look through um, all the different um, ones. And it's just, you know, it's interesting knitting history. 
So let's see if there was anything else in these notes. Oh, um, next week is going to be, I'm going to do the um, prize drawings for the uh, felted mitten challenge. I wrangled all the mittens and got them in. They were kind of spread out all over and I wrangled them into like a big box. I'm going to um, show them on the podcast or at least have pictures of them and then do the drawings next week. And the teal timber um, winners, your prime, apologize, your, your prizes are going to go out tomorrow morning. They, um, you know, I, I had them ready to go and then I just kind of stayed in and knit last, you know, at the end of last week. So yours are going to go out um, next week. Um, just a couple other words on the whole WordPress, you know, changing of the iTunes um, thing. I had a, um, notes from a couple people who said when they tried to unsubscribe and then resubscribe, you know, um, through iTunes, that they still weren't getting the new episodes. And so what they found that worked for them was to, you know, delete the podcast from their downcast or their um, podcast app or whatever they're using and then add it back again. And then that um, made it um, the, the subscription, the new subscription um, work. So if you're having trouble unsubscribing and resubscribing, it worked for me. It worked on my iPad and it worked on my iPhone. But I heard it from a couple other people that said it didn't work for them and they were using it on their iPad. But so try deleting um, the podcast and then adding it back. And hopefully that will work. It should be getting, um, you know, picked up um, the new episodes. And I am going to slowly, you know, I'm, you know, hopefully get those in. Um, I have till November 7th. Blip is going to delete the account November 7th. So I am going to try to get the rest of the old episodes um, uploaded. It takes a while. It just, you know, so hopefully maybe, you know, a couple every, every day and we'll, it'll get there. The old ones will get up eventually. Um, so, you know, thank you for bearing with me for that. Um, I have um, links to the new blog um, in the Ravelry group, which is Friends of Heartland Knits. And um, yeah, I guess that is about it for this week. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Until I see you next week, from my heart to yours, happy knitting.